This video is brought to you by Devout Decals, makers of reusable Catholic art for your home altar, your bedroom, and your home classroom. I say it a lot here, but Francis just can't help himself. Whenever he has an audience somewhere, he feels that it is his mission to warn the lay faithful that he is talking to about the dangers of traditional Catholicism and our allegedly outdated theology. He has recently accused us of being guilty of sinning against the Holy Spirit when rejecting what he thinks is the movement of the Spirit in the Church since the Council and in his precious synod on synodality. Given that he has publicly said that he thinks the schismatic German synodal way is a movement of the Holy Spirit, I'll take his warnings with a grain of salt at best. But he's making his speech to various groups now, and he seems to be doing so with greater and greater frequency. It's almost as if he's running out of time and trying to rally the faithful against the people whose great crime is wanting the same Catholic faith as our ancestors. Francis had these words at a general audience last week where he marked the anniversary of John XXIII's encyclical Pachem and Terrace, or Peace on Earth, which was a pivot point in the body of Catholic social teaching that really helped reorient the teachings of the Church on economic and political relations, as well as other topics, more towards the values of our secular rulers. And yes, I have read that encyclical. In fact, for if you don't know, I wrote my doctoral dissertation on Catholic social teaching. Anyway, Francis has himself continued that work, as has his post-conciliar predecessors. But Francis used the event to warn the faithful about the great dangers of traditional Catholicism, and if you can believe it, online Catholic personalities, whom he says are guilty of not spreading the gospel. I've honestly been skeptical about the reports that the Vatican keeps an eye on your favorite Catholic YouTube commentators, but after we've gotten a few reports like this over the past few months, I'm really not skeptical about that anymore. So if you would do me a favor, wish my Vatican handler in a blessed Easter season in the comments, please, as we dive into the story. This is a fairly long quote, but it does the job of making the point. Francis thinks that those online keyboard warriors among us advocate for a false, obsolete form of Christianity. I didn't know that the gospel message that enriched the saints and doctors of the church could become obsolete, but Francis apparently thinks so. You'll learn something new every day. The following comes from asianews.it. It's an Italian-language site that follows the news of the church in Asia. They ran this story with the headline, Pope, you cannot proclaim the gospel with online arguments. Now, I'm going to assume that he doesn't mean online evangelization efforts are pointless and detrimental to the life of faith. In fact, he makes clear what he means when he employs terms like obsolete in his statement. Quote, one does not proclaim the gospel standing still, locked in an office, at one's desk, or at one's computer, arguing like keyboard warriors and replacing the creativity of proclamation with copy-and-paste ideas taken from here and there, said Pope Francis this morning addressing the faithful gathered in St. Peter's Square for the customary Wednesday general audience. Continuing his reflection on St. Paul as an example in evangelization, the pontiff recalled how the apostle was not unaware of, quote, the danger of a distorted zeal oriented in the wrong direction. In this danger, he himself had fallen before the providential fall on the road to Damascus. Quoting a verse from the letter to the Galatians, Galatians chapter 4, verse 17, Francis invited us to become to be aware of, quote, a misdirected zeal bent on observing purely human and obsolete norms for the Christian community. 
One can boast of a false evangelical zeal while actually pursuing vainglory or one's own convictions. The Pope continued, quote, Evangelical zeal is the support on which proclamation is based, and heralds are somewhat like the feet of the body of Christ that is the church. There is no proclamation without movement, without going out, without initiative. This means there is no Christian if not on the move, no Christian if the Christian does not go out of himself in order to set out on the journey and bear the proclamation. End quote. Look, I'm with him when taking shots at groups who profess to spread the gospel, but do so with big budget videos and book publications, houses, and all this other stuff, when in reality what they're doing is a business operation making millions and millions of dollars every year that does very little actual talking to people on the ground about the faith in human face-to-face contact. Professional Catholicism is a parasitic growth on the church, and it affects all wings of the faith, whether it's the moderates or modernists, and yes, even traditionalists have this problem. And no, I am not going to name names. But it is a problem, and if that was what he was addressing here, I'd be applauding the statement. But the problem is, he includes his admonitions against what he thinks are outdated views of the faith, using some pretty nasty language to describe those of us who simply want the same faith as those who came before us. Our great crime as traditionalists is wanting the same theology as Padre Pio, or St. Thomas Aquinas, or St. Catherine of Siena, or St. Drogo, or St. John Bosco. That is our crime. That, and of course, resisting the errors of Rome, because we believe our souls are on the line if we don't resist the errors promulgated by the modernists, who preach false gospels, quite frankly, and they pretend to hold offices in the church. Francis, again, calls the old theology of the church that most of us just call Catholicism, he calls it fossilized. Francis really wants to hammer home that what we have now is a new religion in the church, and his hirelings like Hollerick and Roach and Cantalamesa repeat this claim frequently. Here Francis says it again, quote, Paul speaks of zeal as a disciple's shoe, because he who goes out to proclaim must move, must walk. And citing the analogy with armor in battle, it also becomes, quote, the footing even on the most treacherous terrain. A herald, the Pope commented, is ready to go and knows that the Lord passes by in a surprising way. He or she must therefore be free from schemes and prepared for an unexpected and new action, prepared for surprises. One who proclaims the gospel cannot be fossilized in cages of plausibility, or the idea that, quote, it has always been done this way. He is ready, quote, not to miss opportunities to promulgate the proclamation of the gospel of peace, that peace that Christ knows how to give more and better than the world gives it, end quote. Fossilized. Okay, then. Certainly, we must be adaptable to the times and wise to see how to provide the gospel in circumstances unique to the times we're in, but that doesn't mean changing the theology of the church, and pretty sure a lot of those keyboard warriors are actually doing what he actually says people should be doing in that case. It doesn't mean ditching those fossilized views of the faith. Rather, it means what it has always meant. Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. The gospel is the same, regardless of when in history it is getting proclaimed. The gospel, by definition, cannot be fossilized. If there are things about the gospel Francis doesn't like, he should just admit it. I'm sure the Anglican communion would be quite happy to have him. But the gospel is timeless, and calling those who preach the same gospel message fossilized and guilty of a distorted or misdirected zeal is a problem. There is an underlying irony here about all of this. Francis's men who make this argument for him 
in a more eloquent way, are themselves guilty of something called archaeologism. And it's an error condemned by Pope Pius XII, who was himself confronted with claims about the ancient church doing things in ways that are different than the way that the church did them before the council, for more than a thousand years before the council, and how apparently it was better in those days. Those claims are at best a distortion of facts and history, and they're often outright lies, as anyone who is familiar with the liturgical debates can attest. But Francis's papal preacher, Cardinal Cantalamesa, recently made this silly argument, and in so doing, essentially argues that the church went off the rails in the third century because of clericalism. <laughs> and only at the Great Council of Vatican II was the true liturgy of the church unearthed, you know, like a fossil, and resurrected for the modern laity. That clericalism what was, is what caused this to happen in the first place. And it's a bizarre twisting and representing of the Protestant error and argument about the great Babylonian captivity. Which, when they make that claim, is a claim that says that the true Church of Christ was apostatized or was corrupted by the Catholic Church in the early history of the faith, and it took relative moderns like Luther to rescue the faith from captivity from Rome. Francis and his men make essentially the same claim, except they say the true faith was resurrected after about 1,600 years of clericalist captivity by Vatican II. That should offend any Catholic who hears that claim. But Cardinal Cantalamesa makes the claim himself and exposes himself as holding to a condemned ideology in the Church. Orate Celi reminds us of this in this quote from an article debunking the Cardinal's claim. Quote, a few days later, during the fourth Lenten sermon for the Roman Curia, Cardinal Cantalamesa, preacher of the papal household, said, quote, The Catholic liturgy underwent a transformation from an action with a strong and sacred and priestly imprint to a more communal and participatory action, where all the people of God have their part, each with their own ministry. At the beginning of the church, and for the first three centuries, the liturgy was truly a quote-unquote liturgy, that is, the action of the people. Laos, meaning people, is among the etymological components of the word liturgia. From St. Justin, from the Traditio Apostolica of St. Hippolytus, and other sources of the time, we obtain a vision of the Mass that is certainly closer to the Reformed one of today than to that of the centuries behind us. What happened? The answer is an awkward word which, however, we cannot avoid. Clericalization. In no other sphere was it more conspicuous than in the liturgy. Christian worship, and especially the Eucharistic sacrifice, underwent a rapid transformation, both in East and West. For you Eastern Rite Catholics wondering if they're coming for your liturgy, here they're saying it. From being an action of the people to being an action of the clergy. End quote. That view has been so thoroughly debunked by liturgists and church historians that it's not worth repeating here. Check out numerous articles on websites like New Liturgical Movement if you want more information. The point I'm getting at here is this. Francis, his closest allies in the Roman Curia, and many of the bishops and cardinals in the church think the authentic faith is fossilized, and have accused those who adhere to it and arguing against modern errors of not spreading the gospel, of being essentially enemies of the church and enemies of our blessed Lord, within the church. Elsewhere, he's claimed that we're infiltrators in the church. Have you had enough of it yet? Just wait, because it's going to get worse. Francis will probably be around for a lot longer than most of us expect. So what do you think of this? Do you think Cardinal Cantalamesa is right that clericalization 
in the third century took the church over and turned the liturgy into purely a priestly action. Do you think they're really admitting, essentially, they're hammering home the idea that we have a new theology? Let me know what you think of this all in the comments. Please like and subscribe if you haven't. It does help. As this sharing this on social media. That helps a lot, too. So always pray for the church. I'm Anthony Stein. Ave Maria.